you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 342 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, talking about the A's loss to the Tigers. What's that about? Uh, First loss of the season to the Tigers. So can't be too mad, I guess. You got to lose some sometimes, I guess. Uh, Talking about the A's new additions in Austin Allen and the long-awaited return of Chris Crush. Davis getting into what to expect from those guys. And then of course, third segment, wild, wild West watch. It's been a couple of days. So let's get into where the ACE stand now and what's been going on. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything else, um, this episode is brought to you guys by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. They're amazing. Uh, they've been sponsors of the show for a very, very long time. So thank you to Rock Auto. And, uh, you know, there's other things that I could tell you guys. Uh, like, uh, hey, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. You guys are very early adopters. This is like episode five. Thank you so much. Uh, If you have not subscribed already, uh, the link is in the show notes if you're listening to this on a podcast. Uh, And, you know, if you want to follow us on social media, I like being sassy on the tweets. You can follow us on on social media on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the uh, Spotify Greenroom app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's talk about this loss to the Tigers. Uh, It was an 8-6 to loss. And it looked like the A's were kind of in control of this one up until they had to figure out those last three innings. And uh, things kind of fell apart a little bit uh, from then on. You had A.J. Puck give up a couple runs to like three batters face. It was not great. Uh, To be fair, I did not get to watch this game live because I was getting my computer fixed so I could do this episode for you guys. So um, didn't get to watch it live. Looked at the stats. Uh, didn't look like everybody was very happy with AJ Puck. So, uh, you know, not great. I, get, I got to watch a little bit on Hulu as I was waiting for the computer. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then Dalton Jeffries got to pitch his first relief appearance, I believe, uh, this season. And he gave up a run. So uh, it looked a little bit worse than it probably was. But at the same time, you kind of want AJ Puck to start solidifying himself. I know that he doesn't have a lot of experience at the big league level, but you want to see a little bit more out of him moving forward, maybe turn him into one of those late inning options for Bob Melvin and the Oakland A's uh, for, you know, the rest of this season and also maybe the postseason and next season and moving forward from there as well. You, you want to start seeing those good outings start accumulating. And we've been seeing some, you know, okay outings. They've been fine, but eh, you know, it's part of the, the growing process, I guess. And it's just that wins seem to count a lot more. It's still just one, but they seem to count for a little bit more. And 
you know, Bob Melvin apparently didn't have a lot of options in the bullpen. He had to use use Mero Petit for a couple of innings and then kind of piece it together from there. And he was holding Sergio Romo for the ninth inning as the team's de facto closer, just because he was the only guy that could really go. Uh, you know, Jake Beekman got to throw a little bit in relief or in, uh, yeah, in relief of uh, A.J. Puck. And then uh, Lou Trevino unavailable. He was having back spasms. So they were a little bit short staff. So it was a little bit curious why they would bring up two hitters when their closer or the guy that's been their closer the entire season not available and they're already having you know some some bullpen shortness why not bring up another pitcher i know that they don't have a ton of other options but you know somebody anyways uh, also uh matt kawahara was saying that andrew chafin wasn't really available he didn't get up to you know start tossing at all this game because he had pitched in three straight games and while that is factual, it is also misleading because the A's were off on Monday. And sure, he could I, – I don't understand the reasoning there. You could play every other day and, you know, like you do in the playoffs. And you, you could pitch every game in a series, but you're pitching every other day. So it's not really like it's that much. And I know that it's still the beginning of the week and all that stuff. But in a game like this against the Detroit Tigers – Three outs is three outs, and that could have been if you'd use him instead of A.J. Puck, maybe they just win this game. Uh, just a thought. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to just some some tidbits from this game. It snaps the A's three-game win streak, so that's, you know, it was going to happen at some point. And the Detroit Tigers are a very, very good team. Or not very, very good. They're an up-and-coming, young, decent team. They've been roughly 500, maybe a little bit above since I think April is what I was reading. So uh, good job for them. They're going to be a scary team. They got some money to spend coming up. So uh, watch out for them in the offseason. They might get one of those shortstops and all bets are off from there. Um, this is also the A's first loss to Detroit this season. I wrote it here and then I just set it off the top of my head for no apparent reason. So um, that was a nice stat that I had for you guys. Uh, this is also the second day in a row that the A's started did not get through five innings. Uh, Cole Irvin went four and two thirds on Tuesday. And then tonight, or, you know, yesterday, as you're listening to this, James Caprillion went four innings and that is not going to get the job done, especially when you don't have all your relievers available, like Lou Trevino or Andrew Chafin. So uh, it was kind of, the writing wasn't necessarily on the wall, but it was a more difficult situation than we would have been accustomed to with a full complement of relievers in this game. And I feel like if those guys were available, then is probably won this one, but they weren't. So you wanted a little bit more out of James Caprillion. He didn't give it to you. So, I mean, we'll see what what happens there, I guess. Uh, maybe if Chris Bassett might be a bullpen piece coming up is what I was reading in The Athletic from Steve Berman. Um, if he can get back, they don't know if he's going to be able to get his arm back up to starter level strength. So maybe he's going to be a bullpen guy down the stretch. Uh, that would be very interesting. I, I would really, really enjoy watching Chris Bassett in any form on a mound at any point, but especially this season in a bullpen role, pitching the A's to the postseason. Thoroughly enjoy just the optics of that. Um, I also want to point out that this was Josh Harrison's third straight multi-hit game out of the leadoff spot. He's been doing a pretty damn good job. And Mark Hanna, he's been picking it up a little bit as well. Um, but before I get into Mark Hanna, Let's talk. Let's finish up Josh Harrison. Yeah, he, uh, he has eight games batting first this season, and he's also hitting in those eight games 364 with a 382 on base and an 807 OPS. 
He's been pretty good in the leadoff spot in, you know, a very, very small sample size, but he looks comfortable. And this, this time of year right now is all about small sample sizes that the playoffs are just one big, small sample size, if you think about it. So uh, play whoever's doing the job for you now, not who you kind of thought would be there at the beginning of the season. So go with Josh Harrison until he stops. And then if Mark Canna is continuing to pick it up, throw him in there. But for right now, I am very, very happy with Josh Harrison and then Starling Marte and then Mart, uh, Matt Mart? Matt Olson. I should be better at saying that. He's been on the team forever now. <laughs> uh, but let's move over to Mark Canna. That's where it was. That's the, where the Mart came in. I was going with Mark Canna. Anyways, uh, he was two for four last night in Detroit. And uh, those two hits came on a negative 16 and a negative 11 degree launch angle. So it's not like he was hitting the ball well, like, like you want to, but he was hitting grounders. And one of those was a 105.1 off the bat. So he absolutely destroyed one of the baseballs. And that was the negative 16 degree launch angle. It's just a really, really hard grounder that got through. And uh, that's something, I suppose. Um, so his, his swing's not there. And his, uh, his one out or one of his outs was a fly out. And it was, uh, it wasn't great. <laughs> a little bit of a, an upward launch angle, if you will. So he's got to work on leveling out that swing. But otherwise, he he's hitting the ball fairly hard. So his timing seems to be there. It's the swing and matching that with the timing that's going to be, uh, you know, a work in progress. He's getting there. He, he homered on Tuesday uh, to the opposite field, which is always good. He also lined that liner, I guess, uh, over the head of Joey Gallo. I talked about that on Monday's episode. And he's been showing some signs of progression. He's still working his way there, but these are good signs. He's not there yet. Don't put him in the leadoff position just yet. Keep rolling with Josh Harrison is what I always say. Uh, <laughs> but basically my, my whole thing is he's inching closer. He's getting there. He's going to be another good addition to this, uh, this A's lineup because he's going to be playing no matter what on most days, unless he wants a day off and then, then he gets a day off. But He'll be in there most days. So once he gets going and maybe you throw in one of these guys that just got called up and they get going, this A's, this A's offense could be a force to be reckoned with this last month of the season. And I'll get into that here in just a second. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's and I'll be right back. It's that time of the year again. And all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. This is a week from now, and this is when you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. That is a week from today, as you're hearing this, that is the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose your bet, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers when signing up and using promo code NFL100. That's letters NFL and then 100. That's the promo code that you want to use take advantage of their opening day super promo and bet online is just the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from basketball to football to boxing to uh, baseball that's that's a good one for you know A's fans uh you can 
take advantage of all of their great offers for the 2021 season. Uh, Bet online is just a great time. And they are also your online sportsbook experts. This episode is also brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. And Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball. You'll find fans just like you in Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week. I said that it was going to be today on Thursday. I am moving a table, so it is not going to be today. It'll probably be on Saturday or Sunday. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on, on Twitter, so follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter. And also, make sure to go download the free Green Room app now currently available on all iOS devices. That's Apple products for you guys. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this weekend at game time. Uh, I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. I'll see you guys there. Green Room changing the way that we talk sports. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see this face and see what happens between the ad reads. And then also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I want to take these off because I keep losing myself in the reflection that's coming through the lighting. Also, I think I fixed the lighting. It looked okay before I started recording. I don't know if it does anymore. <laughs> All right, but let's talk about Austin Allen and Chris Davis. What are they bringing with them? What have they been doing in Vegas this season that, I mean, for Chris Davis, he was there for, you know, half a month. But what have they been doing? What can we sort of maybe, perhaps, expect? Let's get into it. Let's start with Austin Allen. I'm keeping Chris Davis away from you for just a couple of minutes more because he hasn't been in green and gold for most of the season. What's two extra minutes? So Austin Allen, he is, you, you are familiar with him. He was acquired, I believe, with Buddy Reed in the Jerks and Profar deal with San Diego. I believe that's the trade. It might have also been a different trade, but I feel like that's the trade. So let's talk about him real quick. He's a left-handed catcher which is, you know, a, a good thing because they have two righty catchers right now and a third catcher gives Bob Melvin an option if he wants to use like Sean Murphy uh, in a big pinch hit spot or same thing with uh, Jan Gomes. Then they still have the backup of Austin Allen. Is he going to be used in like a starting position by any chance? I, I don't think so. But at the same time, he was hitting fairly well in Vegas. Vegas, again, band box. Everybody hits well in Vegas. Both the guys that they added hit very, very well in Vegas. Austin Allen in August in 66 at-bats, he had eight home runs, which if you like home runs, that's a decent amount of home runs. Uh, he also hit 424 with a 441 on base and an 864 OPS in that month. His strikeout rate was a little bit higher than his season average at 22.7%, which you know isn't terrible overall, but it was higher than he had been doing for the entirety of the season. So I don't know if that's necessarily good, 
<laughs> he's also crushed AAA pitching before, and the, the problem for him when he gets to the majors has always been, can he not strike out 35, 44% of the time? I think those are the most recent two that he had in the uh, in the minors. So can he, or in the, in the majors, I apologize, um, can he not strike out all the time? Because he's got a decent bat. It's just he's looked overmatched at the big league level. So have things changed? The stats don't necessarily say that they have. It looks like he's been on a hot streak and Vegas and the whole AAA West is just, it, it, it's a hitter's paradise, basically. So am I expecting a big resurgence or like a big declaration of Austin Allen has arrived? Not necessarily, but if it does happen, I'd be stoked for him because another lefty bat and Austin Allen seems like an all right dude. So I would be very, very happy with him being, you know, some a serviceable guy on the A's bench to be used in spots at some point. Uh, he is also for the entirety of the season, he was hitting you know 424 in August, but for the whole season, he was hitting 321 with a 356 on base. Not bad stats, not bad stats at all. Uh, good stats, even I would say. <laughs> but the issues have always been strikeouts in the majors, so we'll see if that changes, I guess. All right, but let's talk about Chris Davis as well. And if you haven't heard, he was having a month in uh, in Las Vegas. He had 10 home runs in 16 games. That's, that's really good. He had a home run in like six straight games. Um, and I think he had like seven home runs in six games. He, he'd been on fire. And then he won a couple of games, didn't hit a home run. And then he hit a home run on Monday. And then he was taken out of the game after a second at bat. And A's Twitter went wild. They're like, it's happening. He's coming. And then we had to wait because they the A's did not announce anything uh beforehand and that was not fun and then it we we got the announcements on wednesday morning wednesday afternoon and it, it was right around noon they finally announced that he was getting called up and he didn't get to you know take the field in detroit or anything but he is in the green and gold again and that is you know really cool he's been having a very rough season in, in the majors and also uh, in the minors with Texas before they DFA'd him. He was also traded from the A's, which had to hurt a little bit because he was like, yeah, I want to sign with this team. And then they trade him because he was making too much money and then they could do a bunch of other things. So he had to feel like a little bit unwanted. Um, and he's, you know, again, I've said this all throughout last season, he's a cerebral guy. And I think that he's gotten past some of that stuff. And the reports are saying that he looks like he's got his swagger back. He looks like he is back to being you know, big thumping Chris Davis. And if that is the case, this is a huge bat to be adding. I don't know what we can necessarily expect from him in a, you know, small one month sample when he's been struggling for roughly two years since he got, you know, since he hurt his hip in 2019 in Pittsburgh. But if he can give us any semblance of that pre-injury Chris Davis for a couple of weeks, a month, like the September, a playoff run. If he can do anything like that, this is amazing. And you add, you know, a Chris Davis hot streak to Matt Chapman turning it around. Marcana's, you know, you know, he, he'd been slumping. Looks like he might be getting back to where he has been. Starling Marte has just been amazing. Josh Harrison has been fantastic. Um, Matt Olson, I'm out of adjectives and, but uh, he's, you know, an MVP candidate. So, they have some pieces here that could make this a very, very formidable offense. I'm not going to say that they can, you know, bash with the Astros, but they got some guys. And so we'll see, I guess. 
I'm excited about just seeing Chris Davis. I know that it's been a rough couple of years rooting for Chris Davis and the A's um, just because he's he's been kind of a black hole in that A's lineup for a while. He'll run into one every now and then, but he's always just seemed like a good guy. He wanted to be in Oakland and his teammates love him. And so him being back in the clubhouse at the very least and in Oakland eventually once the A's return, that's just really cool. And I really hope that this is just the beginning of a beautiful ending with Chris Davis in Oakland, whether or not they resign him or do whatever. It feels like the storybook ending is being written and we'll see if uh, it, it ends with some gold at the end of it. But I would, you know, if he like hit a home run in game 162 against the Houston Astros and that like clinch the second wild card spot, that would be amazing. I would take that as the storybook ending, but you know, obviously I like to shoot a little bit higher too. Um, it, it just feels like the story's being written there. They traded this guy and then they brought him back and he worked his butt off to get back there. And then he got, you know, an at bat in a big spot and then he came through and that would be amazing. Um, I guess we'll see. It, it feels like the A's have a lot of storybook things going on right now between Chris Bassett getting injured, um, you know, hitting the face. Um, if he comes back and pitches his butt off, then that would be amazing. Uh, Matt Chapman, to a lesser degree, coming back from hip surgery after, you know, missing half, roughly half of last season um, and the playoffs and all that stuff. They, they've got some things that could, losing Ramon Laureano to suspension, they've got some storybook parts here. And so does, does that actually play a role in sports? I don't know, but I, I'm sure that, you know, if the national media knew all these things, they would love writing about the A's, but they're not. But they are talking about some other teams, and I'm going to talk about some other teams coming right up on uh, on the show. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's, and we're going over the wild, wild west one. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. But moving on, this episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts stores to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. You can save 30, 50, or even 100% on the same parts that you would get from a chain store or car dealership. And rockauto.com is a family business and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. And the prices are always reliably low for every 
customer. So go explore the easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on YouTube. And we have a, a burgeoning channel of lighting mastery and whatnot over there. Also follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Come, uh, but let's talk about what has been going on around baseball and specifically among the teams that the A's are chasing and are also chasing them. So let's start off Houston Astros. They were facing the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners lost on Monday. Then they won the next two by shutting out the best offense in baseball, two straight games. And you know who did the damage in both those games? Abraham Toro, my friends, the guy that they traded Kendall Graveman to get at the trade deadline on Tuesday. He took Kendall Graveman deep for a ding dong. Thank you, ma'am. Grand slam. I'm bringing it back. I'm, I'm keeping it there. I, my, my friend made fun of me. I know I'm using it every time I mention a home run ding dong. Thank you, ma'am. Grand slam. And uh, yeah, so he, that was a, and then, so he did that on Tuesday and then Jerry DePoto the next day signed an extension because of, <laughs> Mariners uh, ownership's like, yeah, this guy's amazing. Did you see that? He just took the guy that we traded and he, he hit a friggin' digger. Um, and so that, that was funny to me. Um, good job, Jerry DePoto, I guess. And then on Wednesday, the only run that was scored was an Abraham Toro sack fly. So Abraham Toro does not like the Houston Astros. Welcome to the club, Abraham Toro. Big fan, always enjoyed you, uh, especially now that you're wearing uh, teal and blue and gray. Uh, what are the Mariners' colors? Are those, are those the colors? Um, so yeah, Mariners take two out of three. Uh, they win the series. Good job for them. And uh, you know, also bad because now they're closer to the A's. I'll get to that here uh, once I wrap through, run through everybody. But they made it closer. Spoilers. Uh, the Yankees salvaged the final game of their series with the Angels. That's a weird sentence to say for a team that had just won 13 games in a row. But uh, yeah, they lost a series to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And it took Garrett Cole to get them a win. They won this one 4-1. Garrett Cole was pretty good. Uh, he went seven innings, gave up four hits, and earned runs, struck out 15. That's a lot of strikeouts, I guess. <laughs> he also threw like 116 pitches and I put it up on Twitter. And if you guys follow us on Twitter and you saw the tweet uh, comparing player A and player B, player B was Garrett Cole uh, last night and player A was Chris Bassett from uh, the end of May where he went nine shutout, gave up two hits and uh, struck out like nine and walked one. I was like, Hey, who had a better start Garrett Cole or, you know, basically Garrett Cole or Chris Bassett. And everybody said player A. I don't know if they knew what the right answer was, but it was, it was player A because I will take a nine game or a nine inning shutout over a seven inning one run allowed every single time. I don't care how efficient you were or like how you did. Yeah. The complete game shutout is the winner. I think Uh might not have a better game score, but you got two more innings and didn't allow any runs. And if you put those two head to head, guess who wins? It's player A. It's Chris Bassett. He was better. And but apparently Garrett Cole, big, big Cy Young performance right here. So <laughs> thanks, John Heyman. Yeah, so that's uh that's something. And th 
I say salvage because they lost two out of three to the Angels and the A's are 12 and four against the Angels. They haven't lost. Uh, you have to go back to like May, I believe, to get their second loss to the Angels. Uh, they've played like three different series and they've lost like one. Game. They're absolutely destroying the Angels recently. Love seeing them on the schedule. And uh, I wish that they could play the Angels every game, but they're not. The Red Sox got a win in Tampa on sale day. Chris Sale, if you uh, haven't been paying attention, he's back. So they won the Chris Sale start. Good for them. Um, they also lost the first two games. Uh, they've been having a bunch of COVID uh, outbreaks. So not a good time in Red Sox land, especially, you know, with the A's chasing them and on their tails and whatnot. They, they did win. The A's lost. So they, they got an extra game of cushion right now. But it is still pretty close. Uh, Chris Sale went six innings, gave up two earned runs. And I'm not sure that winning on the day that Chris Sale starts is like a statement that the Red Sox are like back, like back, back. Uh, but it, it did snap their three-game losing streak. So I guess that's something. And then they're going to be playing Cleveland over uh, the weekend. So we'll see how they do against them. Uh, but finally, Toronto took two out of three against Baltimore. Uh, this was in Toronto. So they were playing Toronto or playing Baltimore in Toronto. They took two out of three. Baltimore, not, not doing great right now. What did they lose? Like 19 in a row, and then they won a couple in a row and everything. The world was weird for last week. But uh, they are playing the A's this weekend, the Blue Jays and A's. And if you remember last weekend, there was a big hubbub about the, the series with the New York Yankees. It was a make or break for the A's season, and they split, so it didn't really matter. Um, but for the Toronto Blue Jays, this series with the A's is going to have the same level of importance because they are currently two and a half back of the A's. If they sweep, they could theoretically be where the A's are right now. Uh, so that's that's some incentive right there. And they've got George Springer back. They've got Marcus. They've got all of their guys going right now. And I'm pretty sure that they're going to, they're going to have some some pretty decent starting pitching going too. So um, this is going to be their their make or break series for the Toronto Blue Jays, at least the first one of many, depending on how things go. Um, it, it, like if they sweep the A's, which hmm, hopefully not, but if they do, then, you know, they, they got more games against the, the Yankees and the Red Sox, like, so men, Tampa Bay and all that stuff. Uh, so those will then become make or break se series, but the A's could break them before they even get to those. And then they could be not effectively eliminated from the playoffs, but their, their chances could go down if the A's take two out of three or sweep this series. Uh, the A's, again, I said, they got to win four out of six games this week and they're already one and one so they need to win on, uh, against Detroit and then they need to take two out of three at the very least against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays that's that's what I'm expecting that's what the A's need right now so uh that's that's where we are but where the A's are in the standings ooh transitions um the A's are five back of Houston because they lost uh, they could have been four back but they both lost so that stinks um that would have been fun if the A's had uh, frustrating uh, the Yankees are four up on the A's. Uh, they're the first wild card. Then the uh, Boston Red Sox are the second wild card. They are two up on the A's. So a little bit of cushion, not a ton, not a, but a little bit. And the, I was listening to uh, one of the athletics podcasts. I, I think it was the Ken Rosenthal mailbag. And he was like, oh, I mean, there's like a three game lead. And it looks like Boston's going to be, you know, sealing up the second wild card. I'm like, it's three games with a month to play. And then what, like two days later, the A's were within a game. So, Tired of prognosticating, like, wow, look, the, everything's over. I'm like, no, as long as there's still games, nobody's out of it. The A's are not like a like a terrible team. They, they can throw together some wins, you guys. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. They, they win baseball games every now and then. 
<laughs> and then you got the A's right below them. Uh, and then uh, Seattle is now one and a half back of the A's and Toronto is two and a half back of the Oakland A's. It's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, final month of the season, but the A's started off on the wrong foot going 0-1 to the Detroit Tigers. Um, watch out for Detroit coming for you know, coming up in the next couple of years. Uh, they're going to be them and Seattle, probably perennial playoff contenders. Looking forward to it. I guess those are two different teams that we've seen in the, like the last five years. So yeah, and uh, I guess I should say the Tigers are a different addition. Seattle hasn't been there in two decades. So that'll be a welcome addition whenever that happens, just for the sake of change, I guess. Um, but anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. The A's play at 10. I'm going to be moving a table because we have been, uh, you know, getting getting baby things ready and, you know, trying to redo the apartment. So uh, once that table's out of here, I am moving my desk to the other room. I, it's not like a dining room. Let's call it a dining room. And uh, I'm going to have a, a different wall behind me so that this is not there anymore. It's distracting. And I'm not saying I don't like it. I don't like it in my background. So I'm going to have uh, bobbleheads and stuff. So we're going to decorate this weekend. Hopefully we figure out how to break this table apart and because it's really heavy. Uh, and then we can move it and I'll have a new background and it'll be very, very exciting. So that's what I'm doing coming up. Uh, I'm going to be recording episodes for you guys too. So hopefully you guys see it. So subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, see what my new background is, I guess. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.